Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Bea Williams. I'm Sarah Reynolds. I'm Seychelle Van Poole. And I'm Wendy Papazan. I'm so excited today because we are coming off of the high of a lifetime. Yes. We have spent the last, gosh, uh, four or five days in San Antonio, and we're recording our podcast just one day after our Her Best Life inaugural event. And um, I don't know about you guys, but it was it was a very powerful and moving event for many people. So powerful. Way, Way more powerful than I imagined. And I imagined powerful. So it was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. So we thought we would just kind of spitball today and spend some time talking about our key takeaways from the event. So I don't know, Sarah, do you want to kick us off? Well, do we want to talk about the event? Sarah, do you want to tell everybody like what it is? Yeah. Explain it. Good idea. Yeah. Good Good, idea. So Her Best Life event was known as Amplify. And some of our listeners have heard us talk about this before. We went through the process of when we first created Amplify, which is about amplifying the lives and voices of women in business around the world, we did not do any background work on trademarks. <laughs> so we learned a lesson. We were entrepreneurial. Yes, we were entrepreneurial. We were like, <laughs> off of that cliff and figured that the parachute would be built on the yes. way down. So yes. Did. So once we started building this out, we did go through that process and fi- found out that we cannot we could not use that term, but honestly, it was it was a god thing because we love our new name better, um, and so yes. we have rebranded uh, to her best life, and it's exactly what the name says. It's a conference about uh, creating uh, your best life. So it's not Sarah's best life, Via's best life, Wendy's best life, or Seychelle's best life. It is your best life, mm-hmm. and taking you on um, sort of the process and journey to get to that point. So it was phenomenal. Yeah. And there were over 300 amazing, powerful Powerful, leaders in there who all happen to be women. And uh, I can tell you that energy is really incredible. And these are women who are leaders who have struggled uh, in the last 18 months, who've taken the weight of the world on their shoulders, who've been mothers, who've been caretakers for parents. Uh, who've been uh, teachers, who've been helping clients, helping team members uh, through struggles. And uh, we really, Mm. really, really needed connection. Yes. Yeah. I think that honestly was one of my biggest takeaways is just, I think we forget how leadership can be so lonely and that you can never underestimate what the power of putting... 300, right? Like ownership-minded, powerful, strong, in this case, business owners, right? Men or women, but in this case, business owners that happen to be women in a room together and then see what can happen. And that to me is just, it's, it's incredible when you see that come together and you just see the massive explosion that happens when, when that comes to play. Yeah, and I yes. think that that you know why it's so powerful is that it's an extraordinarily safe space when you're with people mm-hmm. that you innately understand are going through the 
the same struggles as you. They, you know, everyone's different, but there's a lot of similarities there. And yeah. we uh, purposefully set the tone uh, from the very, very beginning that vulnerability was cool and was yes. going to be celebrated mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. we were going to go there. And, you know, they felt like they could go there too. And I think that's what part of what made it so powerful. And by the way, I imagine a room full of men would feel the same way. You know, there's a lot of studies behind um, same-gender schooling, I know, where, you know, there there is it, people do feel a little bit safer when they don't have to perform mm-hmm. uh, mm. for members of, you know. Yeah, well, and for mm-hmm. a lot of men that, uh, you know, we talk about being leadership lonely, and uh, a, a lot of men, especially even men who aren't leaders, they don't have yeah. many good friends yeah. often. Yeah. Yep. And um, there are lots of studies about how men generally fare worse uh, later in life if their partner dies, um, if they get divorced, they just tend to die quicker because they don't have any, they don't have any connection. Yeah. yeah. So cool. So what yeah. were your takeaways, Wendy? Like, did you know? I mean, um, okay. Well, my the exercise that I love the most was really the one yes oh, exercise. So good, and it's a, yes. it's, a, it's a it's a little hard to explain. And our mad scientist genius uh, board vice chairman of the board, <laughs> Tiffany Fikes, created this concept and. The moment she said it, I knew it was amazing. But honestly, it took me about four or five times oh, me of too. her explaining yeah. it before I really Same. understood it. Same. And so we were able to put it into practice. And the concept behind it was uh, not only every yes is a no to everything else, but we we actually took it all the way to the extreme. And uh, we, we'd sent out a survey to every single person that was in attendance. And we asked them to say, what's the one thing, if you could have it right now, what would that be? Or what, 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 I can't remember the question exactly, but it was something like that. And so basically people listed their one thing that would be amazing to do in this moment. And so we put every single one of those on a card. And some of those cards, 10 of those cards were a different color. And we were going to be able to have the ability to make 10 people's dreams come true. Right. Yep. And the the, so the hard awesome. part was that we had to make sure that, well, we didn't have to make sure. We were hoping that at least some of those 10 people would say no enough to all those opportunities in order for them to say yes to the thing that mattered most in that moment right now. And I was thrilled that I think it was five people actually ended up doing that. Yeah, we were hoping we would um, at and, least get and we free. were selling the opportunities to each other. Yeah. You know, we were we were really trying to sell, hey, you should backpack around the world. It's amazing. So people were turning amazing things down and they didn't know that their dream was out there. So they just were they just knew they had to say no and say yes to the thing that that mattered most. So that part was pretty cool and the energy in the room was was phenomenal. Oh, so, so good. So good. I, I feel bad because yeah. my uh my takeaway is gonna take us like down to more serious things. I'm like Wendy picked the fun we got to be Oprah, you guys. We got to be Oprah for yeah. a short moment. <laughs> okay, can I just say for the record, next year can I please please be the one to announce like giving away something? Yeah. I was so jealous yes. of that Oprah, Oprah moment. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have it on video and I, I posted the wrong one. I know. I'm going to so update it later. She but... deserved that moment. Yeah. What was yeah. your number one yeah. takeaway then, Sarah? 
My big takeaway, so we started the day with a panel, as Via mentioned, that was super real, very vulnerable. It really set the stage for the room. And then after that, we had a therapist come up and did sort of a group therapy session. And she brought something up that like stopped me in my tracks, which was um, a list of socially accepted or rewarded responses to trauma. And they were so powerful. And I didn't realize I struggle with many of these. Not struggle, but that has been my response to to a lot of trauma, right? So trauma many times can be defined as something that happens that's completely out of our control, right? And all of us just went through 18 months and we're still in it, right? This pandemic with COVID and leading through that. And mm-hmm. I didn't view it as trauma until we started talk, building out this content for the event. And then I will never forget, I was eating lunch with my mom and an email came through saying that our convention for our for the company that we're with, Keller Williams, was being moved to virtual. This was like four weeks before our Her Best Life event. And we got the email and I literally had a panic attack in the restaurant. And I looked at my mom and I said, mm. I can't do this again. I can't, I can't lead again mm. through, th- through this, yeah. thinking that it was all going to go back to the way it was, right? And so then it dawned on me like, wow, I've gone through a traumatic event without realizing it, right? And so when she put those on the screen, it was powerful. So the list was perfectionism, overachieving, these two I haven't suffered. Exercising to <laughs> yeah. workaholicism. These two I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't, uh, yeah, restricting food and excessive exercising, I've not done. Uh, but people pleasing, uh, powering through, not taking breaks, prioritizing career over personal life, being the yes person, workaholism, overscheduling, uh, and functioning on a few hours of sleep. And mm-hmm. I mean, about 80% of that list, um, I do. Yeah. So you ignore what you're going through and you do those things um, instead. And so I think it was just very eye-opening for me. And now I'm looking at all of those things a little bit different. So that was a big takeaway. Love that. Well, and I was glad that she brought that up because she literally saw that I know uh, on Instagram yeah. like that morning. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Instagram. And she's like, she was showing it to me as she was walking on stage. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. Let's get it on the screen, you know? And uh, so many people related to that. So many people. Oh. So good. Via, what was your top? Yeah, I mean, you guys know this this story, but you know, we're we're running around doing the event. And and it's funny because I mean, Wendy, Yumi, and Tiffany, you know, we're especially working on content. So of all people, I guess you'd think I would have been in tune to the content, but I realized or actually after the event that I was pretty disassociated from the content. I was I was viewing it as a producer. I was uh, you know, my we all mm. decided on a word walking into that. And and by the way, I missed the memo on that. So when I showed up, I'm like, what's this yellow piece of paper? I didn't know we were doing that. I was like, oh, I really like that. And my word was just serve. I was just there to serve others, right? And it didn't occur to me that I needed the content. It really didn't. I, I you know, it just didn't. I was disassociated at that level. Until I had a little moment, um, I was telling you guys with my my friend Katie uh, Klesitz, um, uh, the night of the party, a little via breakdown, a little mini breakdown moment where she's like, "Look, via, you have so much on your plate." And I said, "I, I do, and I, and I'm aware of it, and and you know, I'm not bearing that. Like, I, I have too much on my plate." And she said, "Why don't we shelve 
this investment company that we're forming. It's just not the right time. And, and I just looked at her and I said, no, no, that, that is what we will not shelf. No, no, other things are going to have to go, but not that, not, not this time. Like, not, I'm not going to shelf that. So I actually extended that night. I went back to my room. I extended uh, my stay at, you know, in Texas. I live in Seattle for a day. And all yesterday morning, I spent time taking the values that we went through. You know, Kimber and I were on stage teaching everybody how to, how to find your values and kind of got reacquainted with mine. And then I went into the exercise that uh, Diane did on, you know, are, are your values on your calendar, right? So I just made up a via activity based on the content. And I was like, all right, what are my competing priorities right now? And I dumped them all down. And then I ranked them. What am I, you know, which is hard to do, ladies, when when you've got a marriage and kids on there and they're not they're not right at the top. That's tough. That was tough to see. But I wanted to be honest with myself. And then, you know, I did that. And then I I'm now I'm in the process of, you know, making decisions and, you know, shedding things and and making sure that my top priorities, you know, are being met. So that 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 was my biggest takeaway, you know, was directly from the content that I probably probably didn't get till kind of after in a way, that's you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's one of the things that's kind of tough is when you're running around trying to make something happen. It's hard to be a participant, mm-hmm. you know, and I think for sure out of anybody in that room, we all, we all could benefit from it, yep. you know, yep. for sure. So I think the yeah. other, the other like big aha I had was the huge difference between empire building and then the wealth building empire protecting and we all get so busy building our businesses, right? Like we just, Sarah listed off this amazing list, right? That we do in trauma. But I think we also do that in building our businesses mm-hmm. just on a daily basis. So I was like, yes, in trauma and also me every other day. And, you know, I think just being mindful of taking that time and having that white space on your calendar and really making sure that that wealth building is just as important in your business planning as your business planning is, is an aha that I've been hearing from a lot of people coming out of her best life, something that they're adding to their calendar, which is really, really cool uh, to get to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of my big takeaways was when we were on the wealth building section and I asked the question, who here feels comfortable sharing uh, that they are financially free? Yes. And to look around that room and to have so many women proudly raising Mm -hmm. their hands and sharing. Ah, Gives me chills. uh, Where they... They they probably have never been able to share that with no. anyone in their life. No, yes. something that, that yes. they have all worked I got so hard too, for. Sir. And so Who's just them? looking around and literally seeing some of them with their hands so high in the air and so proud of this unbelievable accomplishment. Um, you know, I don't know what percentage of Americans are financially free, but it can't be very big. Uh, so that personally was just just wow. And I think that some of the most powerful content that we curated was not content at all. It was actually the conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we weren't curating content. We were curating conversations around Mm -hmm. those tables. And for so many women who, who, who are so proud, but, but can't, they can't share it with maybe with their friends or, or, or the other soccer moms or, or any of that. And so that just, this, that just told me that that is one of the main things that we need to work for is to be able to provide 
safe spaces for people to talk about building wealth. So true. Because men, but men actually do have that. Yes. Whereas I don't, I I think that, that even though many male leaders need our content, I think women need that more because it's safer for men to have those conversations than it is for women. No, that's, that's so true, Wendy. I've been um, intentionally saying, you know, in different times in front of my team that I'm a multimillionaire. And I, and I get nervous saying it. Like every time I say Mm. it, I get nervous. And then I said it my second time. This was like a few months ago. And one of my team members that's been with me for over a decade comes in my office and goes, that is the most powerful thing you've ever done for us. To see a woman, our leader, a female leader stand up and say Mm. that because you, and she goes, I know you didn't want to say it. Meaning I know you're like almost embarrassed by, you know, because it's not about you. They, no, right. it's not about you. It's about us. Like what you right. did for us when you said that, like you are helping. Us. And I'm just like, it's true though. But man, that was a powerful moment. Powerful moment, Wendy. You're spot on. Yeah. Well, and, and I think we owe it to our team members. You know, my, my, my expansion partner in Minneapolis came up to me after the wealth building day and she's like, you know what? I already know all this. I know. We're so lucky. We get to have these conversations on a on the daily yes, basis. They're so lucky. And so many other people were were literally starved yes. for that conversation. Yep. Even even leaders who who run these big teams, you know, they don't feel comfortable. They don't. And so I just feel like that was a that's a little crack, you know. Yes. The light is yes. coming in, and uh, that's going to be one of our 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 big. That so speaks to your leadership, big, Wendy. Big thing. That speaks yeah. to your leadership, yeah. honestly. Yeah. yeah. By yeah. the way, did, yeah. did you find yourself a couple times wanting to hold your hand up on stage <laughs> like this? Like yes. I did? Yeah. There were a couple times <laughs> on stage in front of 300 women where I wanted to hold my finger up like, like we do on our podcast. That's what, just oh, what I'm hold doing Hold your now. finger up. Yeah. Hold oh, my finger up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For, so for our okay. Diane, yeah. who's viewing, is the one person who understands <laughs> this. Hi, we we hold a finger up to know like like to like raise our hand to go next on our podcast and so that's what I was talking about. But my finger is up because my my other aha it piggybacks so well, Wendy, on that. And and it's an aha. I'm going to cheat because it's actually an aha I got at the last retreat. You know, prior to her best life, but I saw it in action. Uh, to your point, with the financial freedom segment that you and Tiffany did. And and the aha is the definition of FU money. Like I had never heard of that term before, before our last retreat. And by the way, I hear it all the time now. I don't know what, I obviously I must've heard it, but I, you know, I didn't hear it. And FU money is basically, my translation of it is your freedom number. It's like when you have enough income coming in, to pay your bills, passive income coming in to pay your bills, mm-hmm. you can kind of decide what you want and say, F you, if you want to walk away from your job. And the, the book, Psychology of Money, he talks about it well. He did that a few times and he kind of walks through that, that part of his process. But walking into that event, because of my story, you know, I was uh, thronged after my story. And, you know, which is, I'm cutting, that's my third takeaway was how many people on the outside, just like me, look like they have these thriving businesses and everything and are, are financially, there's shame, there is embarrassment and there's uh, no net worth whatsoever, right? So circling back to the FU number, I found myself really blown away by, by being in a room where everybody knows what that term is. Everyone's either beginning, mid, or achieved it, but they're on some part of that, that road there. Like what an amazing group that you're on that road 
right? Yeah. You know, I would say well, by even just to be aspirationally financially exactly free is is, yes. to exactly. Have, is to have they understand awareness. what it is, yes. like the awareness of it. One hundred percent, Wendy. And so all the people who came up to me afterwards were like, "I'm struggling. This is where I am." You know, whatever they now know. I, all I kept saying to everyone, like a broken record, is it's time for you to calculate your net worth and start it at your baseline. Now. Yeah, that's yeah. your next step. You know, start. There's no, there's no wrong answer to what that is. It's just reality. It just is what it is. And so it's okay. That number's not going to change unless you put pressure on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, I did have, I have three women that are early in their journey that were like, it was at first, it was really intimidating being surrounded by a bunch of people who are so far ahead of me. But it was also so freeing to get to realize that everybody started somewhere on that journey. And if I don't start paying attention to that today, I'm going to be no further when I come back again next year. Mm -hmm. And so that was such a a great thing. And all those tribes were leaning in and saying, let's work on this together. Let's put accountability around this. Let's help each other do that. Um, It was so cool. So cool to see that. Yeah. And and Via helped make that happen. You know, her transparency Mm -hmm. and sharing her story, you know, from negative net worth to her rich life um, story. And it was just, it was so awesome, awesome to hear. Um, My other big, big takeaway, um, which is honestly, it was so fun uh, to watch because this was like a little start. This is our little startup baby business um, that we're doing together, right? Uh, Her best life is. And we talk a lot on this podcast about hiring and finding the right person and what having the right who can mean in your world. And about five months ago, we made a decision to hire a who, an executive director of our little startup. And honestly, it's still, it's it's scary. Anytime you have a new baby business, that that first big hire you make is, is scary. And I'm the treasurer and I, I was getting scared of just like, okay, this is a big commitment. We're hiring someone. Like, we've got to pay them, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, and watching her, Margot Drake is our executive director. Throw April 1st is when she started. Yes. I looked wow. up April Fool's um, Day. Wow. Or that's her, uh, that was her hire date. I think I looked at the contract. It was like end of March. And then I think our first meeting was that first week in April. So not, so not yes. long at all. Yeah, ago. not long yeah. at all. I mean, she pulled yeah. off. And led us through this amazing event. I mean, she thought Six of months. everything. She, Not even. Yeah, she thought of everything. everything. And honestly, she made our little startup look like a rock star business. And it, it impacted so many people's lives. They knew where they were so going. We had a customer service desk. I mean, we had all these things that we didn't have before. <laughs> I mean, just to give uh, a dumb had, example. We had tissues I on was the table say, in our color. Yeah, you would yes. go to the, the restroom of the ballroom, like, you know, the ladies' restroom. And there were there was a kit of like, what did she have? Like, Hair ties, deodorant, band-aids, tampons, everything. It was incredible. It was, oh I know. And so God. just, just seeing detail. it, you know, at the, the sort of end of the event, just seeing like, you know, when you need that one person, like who are you missing in your business? Golly. Lean into the process of finding the right who and what a difference it can make, not only in your life, right? I mean, our life obviously has been has been changed, but the impact Margot made on those 300 women through the good work that she did, man, you can make a big, big difference with one hire, one hire. One hire. Yep. One amazing mm-hmm. hire. Yep. Yes. Get off one, one amazing hire. Right. Incredible. Yeah, so true. Well, let's see. What were were my other takeaways? 
I kind of spilled my beans. Mine all kind of melded together. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I had so many takeaways. I, I'm just so touched. Oh, can I we also, I know. like the well, party, can we talk about how oh, much energy and love Carissa, Carissa. put into that yes. with the boots and bling? Yes. Like she's such a little yes. creative genius. It's like this crazy hidden talent of hers. And like, even just getting to pick up the props, walking around her place. I'm like, how do you have 19 million mums? Like, where did those come from? They're amazing. And like nine thousand ball gowns and like all of these things. So she puts so much energy and heart into that. And just to get to see, like, I know we, we've said this from our, our first event we did. And then also from this one, just getting to see women, like having a blast on the dance floor without worrying about any judgment or care and just like getting to party was, it's so cool. So, yeah. so cool. Yeah. Well, my, my third aha was I was looking at our, um, I was working yesterday on our, our business plan moving forward. Uh, Cause we have a, a few deliverables that we need to take care of. Um, and um, I was looking at our values and, and we actually haven't adopted official values. We sort of adopted values for the time being. Mm-hmm. And one of our values, and, and actually is really powerful because I hadn't looked at the values for quite a while. And so I looked at them after the event and you know, one of our values is authentic vulnerability, mm. which was so displayed. Um, one was connection. Right, and and one was one was fun, and um, I think the main thing that a lot of people got out of the conference and that they're so uh, missing right now is that connection piece. Yes, you know everyone mm. is very very lonely uh, because we haven't been going to events, we haven't necessarily been getting together, and that connection, and then. Um, so many of the exercises we did were one-on-one and then they were table exercises. And from the stage, watching two people have authentic connection where, where the person who was speaking felt valued and heard and listened to, um, which is so, so, so powerful. It is the most important thing. Um, that we can give to another human being. And so to have that one-on-one over and over again, and then to have your whole table look at you with with love and vulnerability in their heart and really, really listen to your hopes and dreams and your fears and your goals was just to me incredibly moving. So, so moving. I, I, I'm tearing up now thinking about in the beginning of day, day one, we had that panel that was very, uh, via facilitated that and did a phenomenal job. Um, and on the panel, there was a woman named Kimberly Davis, powerful, mm. strong, strong, strong leader. And she started talking about how, um, you know, she was raised to be, strong not to show emotion you know not to be able you, you cry in the shower or alone you don't show that um show that publicly and then and then she said you know she has learned to show emotion she has learned to cry she has learned that it's okay and she's a beautifully uh beautiful woman she also happens to be black and my daughters are brown uh my husband is is black and i just lost it because i was sitting there and i i was like the, her standing up on stage saying that, what that does for my daughters is it allows them to say it's okay to show emotion and to be vulnerable and to be who you are, right? And it was it was just one of those powerful moments. But it was it it took the strength of those that were on stage that sort of set the tone 
for the day that allowed for that to happen, Wendy. I mean, that's what... It was just the most beautiful thing um, to see. And I'm just so thankful for every single female that was there that shared, um, that then gave the permission for others to do the same. It was it was a powerful moment. So, You know, what's interesting about that too. I interview a lot of people. I interview someone weekly, sometimes up to three people weekly. You talk about 10,000 hours. I don't know how many hours I have in on interviews, but it's a lot, right? And, and I love it, right? I've never had this experience that happened to me after that panel. I was physically wiped out and I had to, um, I don't know if it's part of why I missed the therapist. I had to go into the green room and recover from that interview for probably 30 or 45 minutes. And I, I sat in there with Carissa and, you know, we, I don't think we said more than 10 words. And we just, we, we kind of rubbed each other's backs a few times and we cried. I'm going to cry now. It was a very, very intense moment for me and, and for them, I think. And I, I don't know what it was about that interview, but I absorbed it. Like I've never, I've never experienced that before as an interviewer. I think I maybe was more wiped out than them. And I was telling Carissa, I go, I felt like I've never had to hold it all together on stage before like that. And then I, I think I just came back and just like let it out just like now. Mm. Mm. It was a yeah. really uh, yeah. beautiful moment for me. Well, and and uh, one of my favorite moments was not on stage where, where uh, we were with our tribe that night and uh, we were all having dinner and Carissa was like, I just need someone to hold me right now. And so... Corinne. Carissa just went over to Corinne and Corinne just held her and you took that picture, which... Um, Sarah, which I didn't see, and um, I know I know that that was so indicative of what was happening in inside a lot of the tribes. Yeah, was that we were all um, holding each other uh, because so many of us need to be held. Yeah. We're all, we're all wiping okay, our nice eyes. Nice, long, awkward pause. No. I'm just going to hold um, up a big heart in front of my eyes in case you're watching or you yeah. do. I mean, I, yeah. I think that yeah. that, Beautiful. honestly, Wendy, that's probably... If we had a producer, <laughs> if we had a producer, we could just cut it right yeah. there. <laughs> uh, honestly, that, that's, the, a lot of that's the best ta- place to wrap and uh, end yeah. our episode of, you know, our big takeaways of the Her Best Life event. Because that is what that is. That is what her best life is about, is about connection, about community, about women that get each other, that know. We know because we live it every day. We're all very powerfully strong leaders that every day we wake up and we serve other people. And how often can we get in a room with people that get it? We don't even have to say anything. We just have to hold each other because we get it. So... Thank you guys for listening. And if you want more information, you can always go to herbestlife.com. And we would love to have you part of our community if you would like to, but also um, just follow us as well. So go out there, but have a uh, big business, but not just a big business, an even bigger life. Bye. Bye, guys. Love y'all. Thank you, love everyone. You. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.